0: Hallelujah. So I moved on somewhere else. Praise God. Well, you may have one more trial. Then you'll be on the mountain forever. Cares of this life, trouble, and strife will be all. All your trials seem to be so few. If you look at life, In heaven's view, praise the Lord, it's it's almost over. Aren't you glad? You may have one more trial, trial, but then you're going to be on the mountain forever. forever. Cares of this life, trouble and strife will be all. And all your trials seem to be so few when you look at life. In heaven's view, praise the Lord, and it's almost over. One more trial Then you'll be on the mountain forever Cares of this life Trouble and strife will be all. Your trials seem to be so few When you look at life in heaven's view Oh, praise the Lord, it's almost over Well, the doctor said said, it's hopeless. You see, there's nothing else we can do for a smiling child of God who is afflicted. Oh, but there's no cries of agony. She just gave it to a doctor from Galilee. You see, in heaven, that old body's gonna be brand new. She said, I may have one. More trial, but I'm gonna be on the mountain forever. Cares of this life, trouble and strife will be all, and all your trials seem to be so few. When you look at life in heaven's view, praise the Lord, it's almost over. Yeah, the doctor said it's hopeless. There's nothing else we can do for a smiling child of God who is afflicted. Oh, but there's no screams of agony. She gave it to the doctor from Galilee in heaven. That old body's gonna be brand new. She said, I may have one more trial but then i'm gonna be on the mountain forever cares of this life trouble and strife will be all. hallelujah your trials seem to be so few when you look at life in heaven's view well praise the lord it's almost over And all your trials seem to be so few When you look at life in heaven's view Praise the Lord, it's almost over Hallelujah Never has this world meant less to me Well, there's a dream, I keep dreaming A heavenly spirit, I'm feeling And I know when it comes, I'm gonna leave I've got a home, sick feeling Since I met Jesus Oh, never has this world meant less to me There's a dream I keep dreaming A heavenly spirit I'm feeling And I know when it comes we're gonna leave Well this old world seemed to vanish My sins were all gone What my friends had to say didn't matter much to me For I found a brand new father when I knelt before his throne. And my name's on a mansion he's prepared. That's home to me. And I've got a home sick feeling since I met Jesus. Ah, Hallelujah. Never has this world meant less to me. Oh, there's a dream, I keep dreaming, a heavenly spirit, I'm feeling, and I know, when it comes, this church is going to leave. Well, there's There's a dream, I keep dreaming, a a heavenly spirit, spirit. I'm I'm feeling, and I know, when it comes, comes, we're going to leave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 73, and beginning with verse 1. I've enjoyed the weekend here in Hutchinson. Amen. And uh, the meals that I've got, I've nearly ate myself to death. My wife trying to hold me back, you know, and me being rebellious. And, uh, hallelujah. Oh, she quit doing that years ago. <coughs> she quit looking sideways at me when I was eating a long time ago. But she found out that that didn't do any good. Waste of energy. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's scriptural. Apostolic. Breaking bread from house to house. Continuing in the apostles' doctrine. That's apostolic. Hallelujah. Praise God. The looks of some of you, you need to get apostolic. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I figured I'd get somebody running the aisles over that. Surely. Hallelujah. (laughs) Psalms chapter 73, beginning with verse 1. Truly God is good to Israel. I believe we could say God's good to the church. Even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, David said, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked." And then clear from verse 4 to verse 15, he begins to list the things that he noticed, how the wicked were prospering in their wickedness, while he that was trying to do right, Seemed to be failing in every aspect of his life. Everything seemed to be breaking loose on him. In verse 16, when I thought to know this, when I thought to understand all of this, when I got to thinking about it to try to figure it out, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. Praise God. I feel this thing right now. There's something sweeping this place right now. Praise God. Let's worship Him. (laughs) Every day at a certain time of the afternoon, there's a very familiar voice in the United States that Comes over the airwaves, and that distinctive voice makes the statement, Hello America, this is Paul Harvey. And in just a minute, I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. Well, if we can dedicate this to a celebrity, I guess I'll dedicate this sermon to Paul Harvey tonight, because I want to preach the rest of the story. The rest. Of the story. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible said there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Marching into the pure presence of God came that vile, polluted spirit of the devil. He marched his muddy boots into the white carpets of heaven or the heavenly realm. I don't believe it was in heaven. I believe it was a meeting of the sons of God in the presence of heaven on earth. You see, he was cast out of heaven and he's never been back up there. I believe it was a church service where heaven was meeting on earth. <laughs> he's more faithful to church than anybody else. He loves to come to church to stir up confusion Amen. and to hold people back from reaching out for what they need from God. But I've come to serve notice on old Sloughfoot tonight. He has no power if you'll allow God to have His way. Praise God. But Satan walked into the midst of the sons of God. And instantly his presence was detected. The Lord spun around. What are you doing here? Whence comest thou? Where would you come from? And the devil stuck his thumbs in his coat lapels, you know. Puffed his chest out and stuck his nose in the air. And he began to brag, he said, hey God, you know that earth you created, I can walk anywhere I want to in that world. I've been going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. I have freedom of movement wherever I want to go in that world that you created, God. There's not enough people serving you, God, to stop me from moving where I want to move. He was bragging. (laughs) And he had a big grin and a smug look on his face. But all of a sudden, the color drained from the devil's face when the Lord said, Yeah, but have you considered my servant Job? He's a perfect man and he's upright and he fears God God just rubbed it in on him a little bit hallelujah when the presence of the people of God come together and the devil walks into the midst and begins to heckle God God can look and say there's a church that is serving me that's living right you may have freedom of movement in the world but it's a limited time it won't be very long and there's gonna be a church that's gonna raise their self and meet the challenge of the times in chapter 2 of the book of Job again there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves And there was the devil in the midst of that group of people. Praise God. Now I'm going to build a foundation. And then we're going to preach. Praise God. Job began to face some things. The devil said, I know he's perfect. I know he fears God. He didn't say that literally. But he did not say that he was not perfect. He said, yeah, but there's a reason for it. You built a hedge around him. He's protected. Thank God for the protection of the power of the Spirit of God. In the midst of a crisis time, he's always there. He said, you built a hedge around him. But you take that hedge away. He'll curse you to your face, God. God. God said I don't believe so He said go ahead and remove the hedge Go ahead and afflict him But he said I'm snapping a leash on you devil You're not going to touch his life Now I want to show you what began to happen to Job The first attack that Satan brought against Job Was physical Praise God he went through so much that when I'm going through trials, Brother character, I can read Job and feel encouraged. I didn't go through half what he went through. Hallelujah. I may have to one of these days, but I haven't yet. My trials look real little compared to his. Chapter 1, verses 14 and 17, he lost everything he had materially. Yeah, lost everything he had materially. Chapter 1, verses 18 through 19, all his children are killed. I'm not talking about in a matter of years or months. I'm talking about in a matter of moments. Gone. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, he lost his health and he's sitting in the midst of a bunch of ashes boils has come up all over his body and he's scraping them I've seen men curse God when one of these things happen but all three of them happen to Job and he sat down and began to worship God the Bible said that he rent his garment put on sackcloth and ashes and worshipped he didn't stick his bottom lip out where it looked like he was wearing a turtleneck sweater But he sat down in the midst of his troubles and began to worship God. You know the fastest way to get a need met? It's not to come in, God, I need this, God, I need that. It's to come in and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. I praise you for what you're... Hey, it won't be very long. There's going to be a shout on your lips. There's going to be a dance in your step. There's going to be an answer coming from the gate of heaven for you. If you learn how to worship him in the midst of crisis situations... And on top of all that, his friends came just sitting and stared at him for seven days and seven nights. That's enough to drive you nuts. They saw him afar off and they started mourning before they ever got there. Oh, he could hear a mourning as they came. Look at the pitiful situation that Job is in. And they came and sat down, and for seven days and seven nights, didn't say a word, just sat there and stared at him. Thank God I wasn't Job. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've had a lot of things to go through, but I've never had a bunch of people that called themselves friends come and stare at me for seven days and seven nights and not say a word. And then when they did speak, it would have been better if they'd have been quiet. They started condemning him and running him down. You've sinned. That's why all this has come on you. You're ungodly. You're in iniquity. Something's wrong with you. But Job said, wait just a minute. The story is not over yet. Woo, hallelujah. Naked came I into this world. And naked I'm going to return. But in between the beginning and the end, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to worship him because the story's not over yet and in a little while there's going to be a whirlwind and we're going to hear the rest of the story. Hallelujah! come on trials there's a group of people that's able to walk through opposition that's able to walk through troubles that's able to walk through trials that's able to overcome temptation to sin and come in the house of God and lift holy hands I've kept myself clean I know the end of the story I'm looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God I'm looking for a trumpet to say Hallelujah. hallelujah David said I got to looking at the world you know and the millionaires most of them wasn't in the church most of them wasn't serving God I got to looking at those that was prospering and the way they got there was pushing everybody else down I've set at some tables with some of those business folks and I've watched some of them they cut and slash everybody else to try to build their own kingdom. I've seen them as they they would, you know, they don't care who they step on just as long as they get a little bit higher. And David said, I got to watching this whole situation. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And it seemed like their sin never caught up with them. And here I was, I had everything breaking loose on me. You ever feel that way? Praise God. One guy said, if it was raining soup from heaven, I'd be caught outside with a fork. When my ship comes in, I'll be at the airport. I mean, nothing seems to come together like it ought to. Everything seems to be going wrong. And he said, I just got a real bad case of depression. He said, I almost pitched in the towel and said it's not worth it. And that's exactly what the devil wanted David to do. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. But if you can get your mind separated from the sin of the world, if you can get your mind separated from the prosperity of the wicked, come on into the house of God tonight. Come on into the sanctuary of the living God tonight and you'll see how the situation is really going to end hallelujah he said my steps my feet were almost gone my steps had almost slipped when I started trying to figure it all out it was too painful for me but then I come into the sanctuary of God and it was then that I understood their end I saw how the story is going to end Never would like to get you to thinking that you're just a poor little pitiful group of people. You know, bless your heart, you don't have the biggest church in town. And if you don't have the biggest church on the highest hill, (laughs) you'd have trouble in western Kansas. Trying to find a high hill. I lived for a while in the mountains of Alabama and when I moved to Dodge City, they, they said Dodge City is built among the hills. Still looking for those hills. I'm still hunting them. I see a few little old rolling, you know, but I haven't found a hill yet. Praise God. But He'll try to tell you that whatever God's given you is not good enough. Whatever God has given us, hallelujah, it's far good enough. It's better than what we had out there. Hallelujah, if I had everything the world had to offer there And I come in here and lost everything I've still got more than I had there My dad's pastor used to make the statement I feel better now when I feel bad Than I did then when I thought I felt good I've got more now than I ever had hallelujah I've got peace in my soul I've got a clear conscience I'm full of the power of God I can go forth and conquer the things that are trying to conquer me spiritually oh they seem to prosper and everything seems to break loose on me but let me remind you something trials let me remind you of something Satan let me remind you of something world the story Is not over yet. If you just throw aside some of your morals. You'd do a lot better in this world. You'd go a lot further. You don't understand. The story is not over yet. If you just do away with some of the old doctrines that have been taught for years in Pentecost, uh, you'd, you'd prosper a little bit, you know. Oh, yes, you would. No, you don't understand. The story is not over yet. One of these days there's going to be an angel that steps to the edge of heaven and proclaims in just a little bit, we're going to hear the rest of the story. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. When you get into the presence of God it makes all the difference in the world. The Lord spoke to Noah said, build a boat. It's going to rain and there's going to be a flood. And his neighbors fell out of their lazy boy recliner chairs laughing at him. He went to sawing down trees and building a boat. I mean, that can you imagine somebody that had never seen a rain and never seen a flood? I don't really understand what the world was like back then. But they say before the flood that this world was literally like a tropical rainforest. It was wrapped in mist. I don't know if there was rivers or what there was. But you can imagine how big that boat looked to those poor people. I mean the huge dimensions of this thing. Why are you building? No, I'm building a boat. There's coming a flood. Flood, it's never done that before. What is a flood? Well, there's water going to come down from the, from the heavens just so thick that you can't see through it. <laughs> I've heard some of those stories before. Sounds crazy to me. It doesn't make any sense. Something's wrong with you, Noah. Of course, if it was like today, just about every backyard you passed, somebody was building a boat just in case it happened. They was over here. Here's this bunch over here, you know. And they, they're, they're, they're a little higher class. And they're, they're going to they're gonna float through the storm. Right. If there comes a storm, they're going to go through the flood in style. They're building them a yacht. Right. One old country fella called it a yachet. <laughs> I mean, they're building them a houseboat. They're building them a yacht. Them they're going to ride through the flood in style. but what they didn't understand, Noah wasn't building that boat for comfort. He was building that boat to float. That boat wasn't built for comfort. It was built for salvation. (laughs) Hallelujah. And when the devil gets you to trying to look sideways at some of the scriptural standards, you need to make him understand one more time. This church, this spirit, spiritual church is not built for comfort. It's built to save my eternal soul. And when the floodwaters come, this boat's going to float. I said this boat's going to float. Hallelujah. It's going to rise above the flood tide of popular opinion. It'll rise above the flood tide of man's interpretation. the only trouble with This precious family's yacht. It didn't float. And there's going to be a lot of time. A lot of people. A lot of places in this world. When the rest of the story is told. Their little personal yacht is not going to float. The trumpet's going to sound. And they're going to be left standing on the earth. Wondering what in the world took place. And when they realize that it's going to be too late for them to do anything about it. <laughs> the flood came. You know what happened. The only ones that were saved was Noah and his family. The animals that he had there on the ark. When he walked out, the rainbow extended across heaven. There was a promise there waiting for him at the end of the line. But nobody else was around. There wasn't even a sign of these folks' little comfortable yacht. But Noah come out thanking God. It might not have been all that comfortable, and it might have been right smelly in that ark with all of those animals. But oh, it floated and it served the purpose. I'm alive. Hallelujah! Heaven's going to be a beautiful place when you walk onto those streets of gold, and you realize. I believe that thirty minutes of silence is going to be a a feeling. Where you are so awestruck that you can't utter a word. But when you realize that I'm here because of what the Bible said. I'm here because that old ship of Zion floated. You're going to thank God for every time that you almost threw in the towel, but you didn't you're gonna thank God for every trial you're gonna thank God for every test you're gonna thank God for every message that came and it seemed like that it was dancing all over your toes you're gonna thank God for every message your pastor preached that you didn't really feel like agreed with your flesh but it toned you up and it helped you some way to get a little closer to heaven and you got just a little further inside the ships door and when you got there you realized that it was right. And now you're here. And we're seeing the rest of the story. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A lot of folks are worried about what they have to give up. They're worried about what they have to throw aside. They're worried about what they want to hang on to. Somebody Going to be any immoral acts in heaven. Not going to be any cigarette smoking in heaven. More than likely won't be any spittoons in heaven. But you know what I got to thinking about? Not going to be any bars in hell. Not going to be any drug connections in hell. Not going to be any peer pressure in hell not going to worry about what anybody thinks. Not going to be any immoral acts in hell. The things that I'm going to give up to go to heaven, I'm also going to give up to go to hell. I'd a whole lot rather do my giving up on this side of life and grasp a hold of the things that are a whole lot more precious than what I'm throwing aside. You know why? Because the story is not over yet. Oh, drink and be merry. Enjoy life. Do your own thing. I am doing my own thing. I've been in the presence of God. And I've already seen their end. And I know the story is not over yet. When the battle's over, I'm planning on wearing a crown. When the battle's over, I'm planning on kneeling at the feet of Jesus. When the angel proclaims that we're going to see the rest of the story, I want to see it from the side of the golden streets and the jasper walls. I don't want to see it from a burning pit. Job chapter 14 I've already made the statement that Job went through so much. More than anything was the physical, mental strain that he was under. I want you to know Satan is putting such a mental strain upon the church. There is a heavy black curtain that is coming down upon people that serve God and they feel the mental pressures of this whole thing I'm not saying it's hopeless, it's far from hopeless, I'm telling you what the devil is doing in these last days there is such a mental pressure and a mental strain until sometimes you feel like you're drained and you're lifeless Job said in job chapter 14 and verse 14 if a man dies shall he live again now he just said this in answer to a stab by one of his so-called friends he said all the days of my appointed time will i wait till my change comes The story is not over yet. I said the story is not over yet. You know what the appointed time is? Appointed time goes back the original language to a word that means to uh, when you when you step onto the battlefield. Sawball is the word when you step onto the battlefield. The battle date has been planned. The challenge has been issued and it's been accepted. And you're standing on the battlefield and you're standing nose to nose with the enemy. That's the appointed time. Every day when I'm fighting the devil, every day when I'm looking the devil eyeball to eyeball, and sin is trying to take over, and I refuse to let it. Every day of my campaign or my warfare, I'm waiting because the story is going to be over in just a little while. I'm waiting for my change to come. All the days of my appointed time. You're sitting there in perfect health, friends. You're sitting there and everything seems to be going good for you. And I'm sitting here in sackcloth and ashes broken-hearted, broken-bodied, mentally strained. But all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait for my change to come. The story is not over yet. It's not over yet. Hang on for just a little while. The story is not over yet. Hallelujah. The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words the world has tried to mock and sin has tried to make a mockery of godliness but the story is going to be over in just a little while if during the appointed time you will wait Your change is going to come. I want to show you one more thing in Job 31. And then I'm going to close. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him for just a few minutes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Job thirty one and thirty five. Job said, Oh, that one would hear me. That makes sense. He wants somebody to listen to him. He wants to explain his problems to everybody. Behold, my desire is that the Almighty would answer me, and that makes sense. And that my adversary had written a book. Hallelujah. I got to thinking about that a couple of years ago and it cranked my tractor. When I got to thinking job wanted the devil to write a book about him. <laughs> what would you do with it job throw it away? Ha! Uh-uh. I'd wear it as a crown. I'd bind it upon my shoulders. I mean, I'd take care of that thing. I would be proud of that book when you've lived a life so pure and so holy that you're not afraid of what the devil says about you. Ooh, hallelujah, Let's stand in this place. There's some spirits that's trying to drag you down. But let's hear the testimony of those spirits tonight. Spirits of doubt and depression and sickness and peer pressure. Let's hear the testimony. When they're standing in a corner weeping, I was writing a book and the story was so beautiful. But all of a sudden, they got into the sanctuary of God. And they saw the rest of the story. And they tore my book all up. They messed up my story so bad. And the devil's standing in a corner somewhere weeping because his beautiful story was messed up so bad. Hallelujah. But while the devil's weeping, the church is shouting. Oh, that my adversary had written a book. I'd wear it as a crown, I'd bind it on my shoulder. I'd walk through this world saying, look what the devil tried to do, but look what the Lord has done. Ah, He tried to bind, but God gave deliverance. He tried to hinder, but God gave direction. Let's close our eyes for just a few minutes in this place. Somebody in this place right now, God's dealing with you. Play period is over. The bell's already rung. It's not time to be fooling around with this thing. It's time to get serious about living for God. You're in this place and you've never repented of your sins. You ought to thank God and make your way to an altar. You ought to thank God that you have been allowed this night to repent before the trumpet sounds. He can lift that load off of your shoulders and forgive you of every sin you ever committed. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you can make arrangements to get that done today. You've never been filled with the beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost. You can have it, tonight it's for you. If you're living under a curtain of depression, my God is the Great Counselor. He can give you direction. If you're fighting with the devil, keep on waiting, the story's not over yet. Keep on hanging on. Keep on praying. Keep on touching base with God. Devil, you're fighting me. But the story is not over yet. Sin is trying to take over. But I won't allow it. Because the story. Everything looks hopeless. But the sun's breaking over the horizon and the story is not over yet. If you have a need from God, why don't you find a place to pray right now?